Life Audio. You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, welcome to the live Q&A. And uh, I hope this is working. Josh is working. Okay, good. So welcome, you guys. I'm back from sabbatical, as you know, and... Today, I want to talk about a little bit before we get into questions. I want to talk about what I learned on my sabbatical and some other things that I did during the sabbatical. And, uh, but first, a word from our sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. But before we get into that, Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Good. Just... I just want to remind everybody to like the stream, the thumbs up. And uh, if you have any questions for Beckett, I'm going to be reading out the super chats. So if you have a question and you want Beckett to answer it, you can super chat down below. And um, yeah, besides that, everything's good. And what about sub subscribing? Oh, yeah. Please subscribe to the channel. That's the only way you can chat. Um, and it's on slow mode, so don't try and like spam the feed. And also, <laughs> sorry, I, feel, I sound like a buzzkill. Um, the, there are links for the Patreon and all the podcast episodes in the show description. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can go visit that link. Okay, cool. And also, re just remind people that it's important to subscribe because then that like gets the algorithm going better. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know. If you've spent any time on YouTube, you know subscriptions are very important, and we want this ministry to grow. And the only way that that happens is by you guys sharing it and subscribing, so that YouTube knows to promote the stuff to people who have similar similar interests. So subscriptions and thumbs up and commenting on videos really helps us a lot. Thank you. Um, I don't see any chats yet, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, so just so you guys know, it's 97 degrees right now in LA, which is kind of unusual. Josh, has, has it ever been this? I mean, it doesn't really get this hot here. 
I feel like the last couple of years, it's been pretty toasty. I know. When I first moved to LA in 1993, it never got the, ever got this hot. Like when I first moved to LA, I never had AC. I never had air conditioning in my apartments because I lived in like old 1940s. Uh, I, one of the apartments I lived in and when I first moved here was this beautiful Spanish building in West Hollywood. And I, it's funny cause I, when I first moved in with my roommate, he told us that, um, he told us that who lived there, wait, uh, James Dean and, uh, who is, oh my gosh. On Golden Pond. Who's the On Golden Pond actress? Um, you guys know who I'm talking about. Is anyone responding to that? Um, she also lived in the building when they were first starting out. And uh, anyway, I, they, I, I had no AC in that building and it was totally fine. You didn't need AC in LA back in the 90s, but apparently now you do. Anyway, I don't have central AC in my apartment, so it's boiling right now. <laughs> But it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna do this anyway. So, uh, some of the things that I learned. No, 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 no. The other person, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, Catherine Hepburn lived in my building uh, back in the day, a long, long time ago. Uh, so, um. So some of the things I learned on sabbatical is, first of all, I decided, as you guys probably know, I decided not to look at the news. I told a friend of mine to let me know if like anything very dramatic or important happened in the world. And she occasionally would tell me like, oh, so-and-so was assassinated or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um. So I decided not to to look at the news because the news I so the first thing I have is number one, no news is good news. Um because I just noticed over the last, you know, year or two, I was looking at the news way more than I ever did. Part of it is because of the show, but um because I need to kind of be abreast of things. But um but I just noticed that it just produces like seeing so much information and just causes anxiety. I mean, just, I don't need to know about a flood in one part of the world and a famine in another part of the world and, and about like a war and it's like, there's just so much information. It's all just negative. It's like the world is ending, the world is ending and it's constant. It's a constant barrage. And so it was so healthy for me to take a break from the news. And uh, I think I'm going to try to, keep that going a little bit. I'm still going to check the news, but not as often. So no news is good news. Number two, I also fasted from social media, which was amazing. I did post the videos during the month of August on social media. So I, in that way, I did interact a little bit and I did look at just some of the comments to make sure there weren't crazy comments. And I like some people's comments, but other than that, I didn't look at social media. And that was really, that was a huge thing. Uh, Josh, do you look at social media a lot? Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's such a, it's a time drainer. And I, I, I always say this, I'm like, 
if we looked at instead of looking at Twitter or Instagram every time you pick up your phone, if you looked at your Bible on your phone, think about how different that your life would be, how much how um that would shape your life so much better and just how powerful that would be. So social media was a really nice thing to take a break from. Uh, uh, oh, there's a question. What is this question? Josh, can you read it? Do you see it? Yeah. It's from Baptist 702. It says, for me as a believer dealing with bisexual desires, how do I fight against fantasies, temptations, and strong passions for people I find attractive? Wow, just right out of the gate. It's, a, it's an intense question. Um, so one of the things I've talked about before on the show is um, in those moments where you're desiring intimacy with another person, it's like, what are you really desiring? You're desiring intimacy from God. And so in those moments that I like when I experience those moments, I stop myself if I'm at the grocery store or somewhere in L.A., just whatever. And I. And I'm just like, wait, whoa, uh, I just stop and I'm like, okay, God, what I'm really desiring is intimacy with you right now. So will you please just fill that void in my heart? And it's crazy. He, he does. And it, and it just goes away that, that temptation. And, um, uh, also, just knowing scripture helps, you know, obviously Jesus, when he was in the wilderness, he used scripture to to combat the, the devil who was tempting him. So it's good to just say scripture out loud. Like, I, I'm a child of God. Like, I'm I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a new man. I I am an heir to God, a co-heir with Christ. And so just remind yourself of who you are in Christ and I find that that kind of noise goes away. So <clears throat> anyway, back to social media. So yeah, I think from moving forward, I'm just going to really limit my social media interaction. Like I'm not going to, and also if you, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but on like Instagram, every other post is an ad now. Yeah. The experience is it's completely insane. different than when it started in 2000. Yeah, it's always so innocent. When did Instagram start? It was like 2008. I was in college. Uh, I think I was a freshman and the app came out and everyone was like, "Oh, it's like it's like Polaroid for iPhone." Like you know, and by like I want to say it only took like a year or so and everyone had one. And then I even remember like a year or two after that it was like really cool to not have one because everyone had one, you know, or like, Oh, I don't like, I have one, but like, I don't post to the feed, you know? Yeah. But I mean, obviously as a business, you have to continue to innovate, especially if you're like as big as Facebook is who owns them. Yeah. Instagram. So like now they're doing all the reels and all the ads and stuff to compete with TikTok. It's just getting to the point where it's a mess. These apps, they want like their their whole goal is to keep your attention. Even YouTube, you know, recommending stuff that 
is similar interests. Yeah. It's all meant to just keep you on the platform. Right. So it's just, it's a little nefarious at this point. It's yeah, it's very manipulative and, um, and yeah, they get you. It's like Facebook when it first came out, it's like everyone, it's like, Oh, this it's free to be on this Facebook. And then, you know, eventually they start flooding you with ads. So it's not so free anymore. Um, and yeah, it's like it may be so, some a, a, a preacher slash historian, which I'll get into in a minute. He, he mentioned this. He's like, I, I would love to live in the 1800s, but with antibiotics. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I kind of want to go back to the 1800s or the 1980s because the 1980s were kind of brilliant. And we didn't have social media and everything was a lot more calm. But yeah, I feel, I feel like social media is a huge distraction. Um, uh, what denomination? Oh, Josh C2 says, what denomination slash network is your church in? My church in Hollywood, Reality LA is technically a non-denominational church. However, my pastor is 100% reformed. So he's a Calvinist. So obviously the preaching comes from that, uh, point of view. So I would, I mean, I would kind of say my church is reformed, even though it's, it's not Presbyterian or, um, Dutch reformed or what are the other reformed churches? Uh, so reformed Baptist, but, uh, yeah, we'll be right back after this short break. So, uh, and then what I also found during this, the sabbatical as I was able to spend way more time in the word in the Bible and, uh, way more. I, I listened to so many sermons. <laughs> I listened to like hundreds of sermons, a lot of Alistair Begg who's reformed. Um, I listened to a lot of lectures, uh, on church history. There's this really great series on Ligonier. And Dr. Robert Godfrey is the lecturer and it's 72 episodes of church history. And it's, it's mind blowing. I mean, I took historical theology in, in seminary and there's a lot of overlap with church history, but, but this, this series is so great. It's on Ligonier.org and each episode is like 25 minutes, but you can watch it at like 1.25 speed or 1.5 speed. And, um, it just gives you such a great view of, of the entire scope of church history and where we started, how we got through, it starts in the, the ancient church, goes through the middle ages, then goes to the reformation, then goes to contemporary, uh, contemporary Christianity. And so there's six parts. I, I'm just plugging this thing. I don't know why, but there are six parts and 12 episodes per part. So um, I highly recommend it. You have to pay for it. It's like $100 to pay for on their website, but it's a good ministry to to support. Anyway, the, watching this church history stuff is, is so great because it you really see there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, all of the stuff that we think is new in church, it's all been done before. And you really see how the church 
evolved, got corrupted, evolved more, got corrupted again. You know, you see how those things played out. And so we, Josh, we should put like a link to the Ligonier thing with Dr. Robert Godfrey. Um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'll add it to the comments or the information underneath the episode once we're finished streaming. And this is how crazy I am because I actually watched the whole thing years ago, like five, six, six years ago. I watched all 72 episodes, but I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> and Robert Godfrey is such a good sense of humor that it's fun to watch. Uh, and then, wait, what else? Oh, okay. Josh, go ahead. We have another. Catherine Atwood. Thank you guys so much for your presence here on here. Thank you for all the excellent information. God bless you. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Um, I wanted to I wanted to just jump in with that super chat and ask the chat which of the four episodes that we released during August during August were your favorites. Yeah. So as you guys know, uh, I took August off, but we, Josh and I pre-recorded four episodes and they're all testimonies of people connected to my the day I got saved and uh and so that was fun to do those interviews so yeah tell us what you, I can't but but Josh I can't I can only read the super chats I can't read any Don't of worry, them I'll tell you okay um Renee McGowan how should we act around our 18 year old atheist son um he was raised as a believer, but resist any God talk, quote unquote, God talk now. We do talk, but it's superficial. Um, there's really not much you can do except pray. I mean, again, it's like the same thing in my situation. When I was a prodigal, when I, I didn't believe in God when I was, a, you know, 18 and, um, and there's nothing really, he's an adult, so there, there's nothing you can do about it except pray for him and pray that God would woo him to himself and and pray that the Holy Spirit would move. Um, so that's kind of, I mean, do you have any other suggestions, Josh? Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to not be on the same page with your child in terms of worldview and your faith. That is a difficult thing to navigate. Um, I would just, you know, if it were me, I, I would just be myself and I would talk about, cause I, I talk about this with my sister-in-law. Like she talked about God when I was with her. I talked about guys. It's like she, she never like stifled her own faith. She would just, she would talk about God all the time. So I wouldn't change the way you talk about your faith. Around him, I would just be yourself and, you know, he's going to be himself and that's it. But just pray for him. Um, everyone pray for Renee McGowan's son. I've got a few people saying that they were all great. Oh. All the episodes. And then I've got one for Nathan Potter. And yeah, I've got a bunch saying all great. Hmm. That's nice. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, they were fun to do. Uh, okay, so more things I learned on the sabbatical. 
yeah, I just learned how invasive the the world is, how invasive the contemporary world is, and how there's just so much coming at us all the time, 24-7, and there's no time for reflection and no time for contemplation and for reading the Word of God. And I mean, it's so hard to, like, just take time to read the Word of God. Um, so I found that, uh, yeah, I need to spend way more time blocking out the invasion of the contemporary world and reflecting more. Um, I did some, I went to Malibu, I, you know, I went on my daily walks, which was nice. And I went to Malibu one, one day, which was Malibu is only 45 minutes away, but it feels like a world away. (laughs) Once you get there, you're like, why don't I come here every day? It's so nice. And, um, anyway, I went to Malibu and had a great time. I read because of this church history thing. Uh, I read a lot of, cause he mentions a lot of, uh, confessions of the church throughout church history. And so I read a lot of confessions like the, the canons of Dort, which came out of the, um, Synod of Dort, Dortrecht, which was the city in the Netherlands where this, it was a reformed, uh, synod. And out of this came the canons of Dort. And that was really fascinating to read that. I read the Augsburg confession, which is the reformed confession. I read the Heidelberg catechism. And, um, actually I'll read you the first question in the Heidelberg catechism because I really love it. Um, the Heidelberg Catechism uh, was published, I think, in... Oh, there's a lot more questions coming in. Um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Let's see. Drew Irons. Over the years, I've seen people who were once serious about their faith leave church to pursue same-sex relationships. What do you make of this, and how can we minister to our friends who walk away? I know, I, that's a tough one. I've seen that happen many times in my church. and. Um, it's really hard. Uh, again, like I, I just, um, and these, yeah, in our, in our church, these were people who were very serious about their faith, but then eventually walked away. So I don't know what all that means. Um, exactly. I don't know. Uh, but my pastor, my old pastor, Tim Chaddock, he, he once said, cause I asked him about that. I said, what? You know, years ago, I asked him, I said, what's the deal? Like, there's so many people who walk away and who were so strong in their faith at our church and went, you know, to prayer meetings and this and that, and were so, you know, committed to Christ, but they've walked away. And Tim was, Tim answered by saying, <laughs> he's like one in four. I'm like, what? He's like the parable of the sower, one in four. So I don't know how that connects to, um, anyway, that's that uh, at this point, I'm not surprised by that anymore, although it is very disheartening to see. And, um, all you can do is pray for your friends who walk away. It's hard to, it's really hard to interact with someone who used to profess to be a Christian and now has walked away. Cause it's like, cause they, you can't have really evangelized them because they already know that they already know the truth. Uh, Vivian Rank, 
God bless you, Beckett. You've helped me so much. I pray for you daily. Oh, thank you, Vivian. That's very nice. Tori, what are your plans for the future? Where do you see your ministry going? Um, well, so that's another thing I did over the break is I, I wrote a book. Um, I finished writing the manuscript of my book. And so, um, we're working on that right now. And so we'll see what happens with that. Just pray about that. And, um, I'll have more details on that in, in the near future, but, uh, so yeah, every day I, it wasn't so much of a vacation or full kind of sabbatical because I actually wrote every single day except Sunday, but I wrote, um, pretty much like all, all day in and out. Like I would kind of start writing in the morning, take a break, come back to it, take a break, come back to it in the evening. So I wrote a lot. So, um, yeah, in terms of ministry for the future, that I just to continue because I'm speaking at a lot of churches and universities this in this semester, uh, this this semester in the fall. So I'm going to continue, Lord willing, just continue doing that, speaking at places, and also doing the show, and publishing my second book. We'll see how that goes. Um, uh, but I'll have more information on that later. Uh, and I think you guys will be shocked and stunned to see what the book is about. Uh, cause it was all, it was like a, it was a Eureka in the bathtub moment for me. The idea of the book, when it came to me, I was literally in the bathtub and it just was like, <clears throat> I'm like, Oh my gosh, God, is this from you? And it seemed like it. And so I wrote the book. Um, and so, uh, let's see, there's another question. I have, can I interject? Yeah. Um, a couple of people have asked if there's a, um, like speaking schedule. Do you have any of that or do you? I don't like to post it because I don't want to be assassinated. Although I would be a martyr. <laughs> Someone's just asking if you're coming to Dallas. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I am coming to Dallas, but I'm speaking at like a a high school and I don't think it would be appropriate for just other people to join. So, um, and I'm going to be on uh, this other show in Dallas. So, uh, but uh, yeah. But I don't like, yeah, I don't like to post my itinerary because you never know. Look what happened to Salman Rushdie the other day, the other week. Um, okay. So wait, where are we? I, I have many friends. This is from Brittany Talisa King. I have many friends in the LGBT community. How do I start an effective con convo conversation about their lifestyle? How, how their lifestyle negates their chance at heaven um i don't think you start with that i think you start with the gospel um and i know maybe some of them already know the gospel and you're like yeah i know that <laughs> but um it's so hot in here guys i'm dying 
But anyway, so um, I would start. I would start with just sharing the gospel and sharing, you know, what Christ has done for us as sinners. And, and then if, if it does come up, if the, if the LGBT issue comes up, then go, you can go into that. I've done several videos on that, on what the Bible has to say about homosexuality and um, the whole 1946 issue, which is a red herring uh i've done several i've done many videos on this issue but um but yeah maybe go back and watch those and 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 i always say to people you know when i when i talk at when i speak at places i'm like because it, it's it's in my book a change of affection um i talk about this it's like the rich young ruler came up to jesus and he said good teacher how do i inherit eternal life and jesus says he challenges this guy. He's like, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And they have this whole dialogue. And Jesus, at the end of this whole conversation, he says, go sell all your possessions and come follow me. Because Jesus knew what was the functioning idol in this guy's life. And the guy turns away and walks away from Jesus. And it says he he was sad and walks away. And that's, to me, that's the same thing in the with this issue. This issue is the new deal breaker for coming to faith in Christ. And I always tell people, I'm like, don't, I said, because I've been there, like I know, but I tell people all the time, don't let this one issue, and I know it's a hard, difficult issue, but don't let this one thing keep you from the kingdom of God, keep you from eternal life. Like this is of the utmost importance in the world. In fact, I'm gonna read the first question from the Heidelberg Catechism. Number one, what is thy only comfort in life and death? Answer, that I will, that I with body and soul, both in life and death, am not my own, but belong unto my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who, with his precious blood, hath fully satisfied for all my sins and delivered me from all the power of the devil, and so preserves me that without the will of my heavenly father, not a hair can fall from my head. Yea, all that all things must be subservient to my salvation. And therefore by his Holy spirit, he also assures me of eternal life and makes me sincerely willing and ready henceforth to live unto him. Um, so yeah, it's like this life. I always talk about this. This life is fleeting. It's a mist. It's a vapor. It's like, what do you want your eternity to be? I mean, you have to express these things to these to these people. It's like it's this is vital. Go ahead. I was just gonna say there's over four hundred people watching, which is amazing. But apparently only a hundred and fifty people like the stream because that's how many thumbs we've got. That can't be right. Oh well tell people because you, you did maybe there's new people. Okay, if you're just joining, there's a little thumbs up underneath the video. Please, please hit that button. What does that do? What is that? Why does that help right now? Right now, because maybe somebody who has a similar interest, but is not a subscriber to the YouTube channel is on YouTube. If that number jumps up, it's going to show it on their feed. Oh, that it's very interesting that people are engaged. 
that it's fun. Oh, okay. So yeah, click the grow, like buttons. We're trying to grow the ministry here, and you guys pick can, up the energy. You guys can help with that by just smashing the thumbs up button. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you. The number is okay. already climbing. So oh, thanks, guys. We appreciate it, guys. Okay, so let's see, Jillian Hicks. Love it when you do a book book reviews. Could you please consider doing a review on Bunyan's Holy War? Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing the good news. So gracious. Thanks. Um, did John Bunyan just come out with this book? Just kidding. Uh, he lived in the 16th century. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll talk about his book. I haven't read that book. I mean, I've read Pilgrim's Progress, which is brilliant. Pilgrim's Progress is my favorite book next to the Bible. It's the best allegory ever told. Uh, so I, yeah, I'll look into Bunyan's Holy War. I didn't even know he had a book called that. Is that real, Josh? John Bunyan's Holy War? I'm going to Google it right now. We're Googling it. We're Googling it. Um, so... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I really recommend that was kind of like the end of, of what I learned in my sabbatical, but go ahead, Josh. 1682 is when it was written. Oh, 17th century. Um, do you want more info? On no, it? but, but yeah, maybe we should all read it. It could be kind of fun to do like a one-off. I know this means you have to read more books, but I'm doing some book reviews coming up. Um, I mean, I'm I'm actually interviewing people. I'm Elisa Ch Elisa Childers is going to be on the show next week. She has a new book out, and the title of the book is Josh. There's a paper somewhere over there. Is that it? Yeah. The title of her new book is. Live Your Truth and Other Lies. It's a really clever title. But I'm going to be talking to her about her new book next week. Um, I'm going to be talking to Casey Diaz about his book. He grew up in South Central LA or South LA. And he was like, he was in a gang and uh, he is now a Christian. His book is called The Shot Caller. He's going to be on. Uh, Rusty George is going to be on with his book and a couple other people. So I've got some interesting, um, I'm also going to have on the show, I think the last week of this month, I'm going to have someone who, uh, a, a woman, a young woman who was transgendered and she's now a Christian and we're going to talk to her about, she's, uh, her story is amazing. So we're going to talk to her about her story. Um, I think uh, that's the last week of, of September, but yeah, we have some good stuff coming up. Josh, what else? I believe Annie Ng is in the chat. If you guys want to express oh, Annie Ng about her episode. Yeah, I did that episode with Annie Ng and we talked about, um, her whole thing, her, her story and how we met. So uh, if you guys haven't watched that, check that video out. It's called, uh, what was the name of that video? Makeup Artist Comes to Christ or something like that. 
Um, and are there, Josh, are there any, I can't see the questions. Are there any non super chat questions? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, some people are asking, what do you think of Shia LaBeouf? Did you catch any of that during your sabbatical? Apparently he's come to faith, uh, in God, but yeah, uh, he's, uh, he was doing a movie where he plays a Roman Catholic monk or I think priest. Yeah, monk or a priest. And like Pius he, something is the name of the movie. Yeah. And he apparently came to faith. Um, I don't know. I mean, who knows about these things? Um, so, uh, I'll just say, I think he's known for like really getting into his roles. So hopefully he got really yeah. into it and had a life changing revelation, but Ho hopefully it sticks. Yeah. With actors, you have to remember they're always pretending. <laughs> <laughs> not to rain on Shia LaBeouf's parade, but uh, no, I hope he, I hope he is, um, I hope he's born again. I hope he's united to Christ. That's, that's really, I always talk about this on the show, but the whole idea, the whole phrase born again, Christian is a redundant phrase. It's a redundant term because there, you, there's no such thing as a Christian without being born again. And it's not, you're not born again at infant baptism. That's not the new birth. That's not what regeneration. Um, you're born again. It's a supernatural act of God in a split second. And some people feel it really strongly. Some people, you, it's kind of imperceptible, but their life does change. Uh, so I hope he's born. Basically, bottom line is I hope he's born again. I hope he's in Christ. Um, Josh, any other questions? Um, a lot of people are just saying that they're glad you're back. Uh, someone just said that I should make an appearance on the show. I don't know about that. Um, and then there's a new super chat. It says, saw the video with you and China Phillips with her makeup artist. Any update on that lady? praying for her. Uh, yeah, no update on that. I yeah, China was in LA a few weeks ago and she was doing a project here with Wilson Phillips. And I visited China on the set and she was getting her makeup done and her makeup artist. I posted the video on social media, but um her makeup artist was uh all over the place in terms of just her new age religion and theology and it was wild but um i have we haven't heard anything from her uh but by the way china china has a new show she has a new thing a uh, new project called california healing california healing you know she has a youtube channel california preaching uh if you guys haven't subscribed go subscribe but she has a thing on sundays from 2 to 4 p.m Pacific Standard Time called California Healing, and it's a women's ministry, and it's testimonies and worship and prayer, and, and kind of like a mini Bible study. So um, check that out. Uh, it's every Sunday from at two p.m. California time, and she's not going to be here. She's not going to be there this Sunday because she's flying to Thailand with Billy, her husband. 
uh he's doing he's billy's doing a movie in thailand and um she's gonna go hang out with him in bangkok but bangkok is really hot this time of year uh so that'll be fun <laughs> but she'll just sit by the pool i guess but uh yeah check out her her new project california healing uh it's the again it's a women's ministry and it's just basically worship prayer and bible study uh what else josh julie oh. t asks yeah. will victoria formerly of snl be your guest again victoria jackson uh good question julie well she was here recently and we hung out and um we had dinner with her husband paul but uh she was gonna be on but then we didn't do it but yeah the next time she's in town she lives in tennessee now but the next time i would love to to have her back on she's always a great guest uh there's a there's an emoji or some kind of dancing figure from rl van i love that and then see me smith Did, josh you can you ask that question yeah the question is do you ever feel the presence of the holy spirit i don't but i hear people say that often how do you know the holy spirit is in you with you question oh that's a whole episode um yes i've i've felt very powerful uh i felt i felt the holy spirit very powerfully many many times uh especially when i was a new believer it was like constant i just felt such a intense um i would i would cry all the time because i would feel get the, the power of god's presence and the holy spirit um and the holy spirit yeah i mean just like the holy spirit called me to seminary in 2014 it was such a intense calling i could feel it it just it was so strong i always say this i felt like i was on a train i couldn't get off and uh and so you and but the question is i hear people say that often how do you know the holy spirit is in you with you <clears throat> um i think you know that by your change of affections not to reference my book title but it's like your your affections change. So when you're, the spirit indwells you, all of your affections change. You start to hunger for the word of God. You want to, uh, you want to seek after righteousness. You want to be with the body of Christ. You want to be with fellow Christians, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. You want to be, uh, you want to be in prayer. So you, I think you can tell by your how your affections have changed um and the fruit of that the fruit of the holy spirit and the, what is the fruit of the holy spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control i might be missing one but that's that's kind of the that's what the fruit of the spirit is so if you have those qualities i think you you can know that you have the spirit in you um and by the way not everyone has this kind of dramatic sort of experiential aspect um for whatever reason god was very gracious to me with that and has has i mean again i'll tell you this story you guys have heard this probably a million times but 
one of the just this is one of many many things that's happened i was at church at my church and i this was like eight seven eight years ago and i was praying after the service and i just said lord will you send nick over here to pray for me nick was one of the elders in my church and five minutes later nick put his hand on my shoulder and i was like what and he said he literally said the lord just told me to come pray for you and i was like that's crazy nick i just asked him to do that so those kinds of moments in my life have been so encouraging in my faith um it's just like how can you you can't explain that away there's absolutely no way to explain that there's a thousand there were a thousand people in the auditorium that day and anyway so uh let's see david martinez oh thank you tanya schuster david martinez are you a fan of john wesley he's great yeah uh in fact during in this this whole series uh the the robert godfrey series on ligonier he gets into john wesley a lot there's a whole kind of a uh, couple few episodes on john wesley Whit whitfield and wesley um Alyssa h uh let's see hard to whittle hey beckett hard to whittle it down to one question could you tell us why you're not with reality apologetics again this year <laughs> um and any small hint on your book books content i can't give you any hints on the book content um but uh reality apologetics they're doing a whole this this year they're doing a whole thing the whole focus is on deconstruction deconstructing your faith and so that really isn't in my uh wheelhouse so i wasn't i wasn't i'm not a part of that this this time but maybe next next season i'll i'll be with my new book maybe i'll be a part of that uh thank you Alyssa. jesse don adopted daughter at birth now eight we have an open adoption with birth parents age 21. um bio dad recently transitioned so we told him we could no longer do visits until she's older i don't what josh what is that okay so she adopted a baby girl who's now eight years old and they have an open adoption with the birth parents who are oh, okay. age 21 now, but the biological dad transitioned to the Okay. And so they told him that we can no longer do visits until she's older and they want to know your thoughts. That seems like a very complicated situation yeah i don't know it's hard to untangle all that i um hmm. my thoughts are are kind of like i think you're doing the right thing probably so uh but i would have to think about that more i don't know i would have to think about that I really, I don't really have an answer to that. Um, Crystal, 
asks, what are your thoughts about Christians having fellowship and inviting gay Christians and their partners? I think it's affirming them in sin. What's your opinion? Having fellowship. Um, yeah, I think we should absolutely have fellowship with non-believers and because we are to be light and salt in this world as Christians. And I mean, if you know Rosaria Butterfield's story, uh, she in her book, um, The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert, she talks about this, how, you know, her neighbors were a pastor and his wife and they and she was a les she was a radical feminist lesbian professor at Syracuse University. And they invited her over for dinner every night or not every night, but often for like a year or longer. And they they had fellowship with her and she ended up coming to Christ. So um, I don't think having fellowship with someone in that community is affirming them unless you are affirming them, which you shouldn't, because that's just um, it's not loving to affirm that because you're essentially affirming sin that's going to lead to destruction. So, um, but yeah, as long as you're clear about where you stand and your convictions on the biblical sexual ethic, I think it's, it's great to, to, to fellowship with non-believers. Obviously we need to engage and evangelize. Josh, go ahead. I've, I'm just reading through the chat right now and David Martinez says, please come to Wichita, Kansas, which is where I grew up. Josh grew up in Kansas. In the middle, well, the southeast corner of Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, I just thought that was Should fun. I go to Wichita, Josh? Well, David wants you to. Okay, I'll try. Oh, David says, I'd be happy to get your work into Spanish. We need it. My my book is, thank you, David. Um. So my book, I, as you guys probably know, is being trans, a change of affection, which is I don't have a copy of right now, but it's being translated into Spanish right now, German, Russian, Bulgarian, and Japanese. So it'll be out. I don't know when it, it'll be out in Spanish, but uh just be looking I'll, I'll announce that when it when these books come out in the different language languages <clears throat> um tori says can i just say i love how well you listen to people you interview you seem genuinely interested in people you would probably be a great counselor oh thank you tori i know i've often thought that i was like should i have been a therapist a counselor um but uh yeah, when I interview people, I I was it's funny you say this cuz um I just had lunch the other day with John Tesh and Connie Selica and John Tesh was saying, you know, how, how he likes my interview style and I and it's I was thinking about it and it's just that 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 was a huge compliment from him. Uh, but I I've always been like this as a kid. I just was always curious and would ask people questions and listen to them. And so it just kind of uh, naturally developed in me. But uh, yeah, I like to, I like listening to people. Josh, go ahead. So Tanya Schuster super chatted, but had some technical issues. So her question is what, 
Um, I'm assuming this is... Well, I'll just read this and then we'll decode it. Um, what about if they're your Christian child who wants to bring their partner over? She knows where we stand. So I'm assuming a non-Christian partner or... Yeah, I mean, my my parents had to deal with that because I brought home a boyfriend for Christmas one year. And the way they did it, which I think is the right way, is they they let us come. They let my boyfriend come to their house, but they insisted that we sleep in separate bedrooms. And so I think that's the way to go. Um, yeah, I think you can you can uh, still have them come over, but make sure that they, you know, don't violate anything in your conscience or. Uh, and may have them sleep in separate bedrooms, I think is the best way. I think it would be fun if everybody typed in the chat where they're from, where they're listening from. So I just saw, you know, Kansas. I'm seeing New Zealand. Oh, there's a K-way on. So yeah, everybody, just, I, everybody write out where you're from and I'll, I'll read them out. I think that could be fun. Should I just only speak in a K-way accent from Neil on? Um, <laughs> oh, David Martinez says, where do you see yourself as a very old band? What would you want to be? Uh, dead. I want to be in heaven as a very old man. I don't want to grow too old. Uh, I don't know where it's whatever God does. I mean, he may return before then. And, um, I, I see myself just continuing to be in ministry until my last breath on earth, but I definitely want to go to heaven soon because this world is, is crazy and really stressful. Uh, Josh, what, what else you just left? Everybody is, this is really cool to see where everybody's from. I thought I was gonna be able to read them out, but it, the chat just exploded. <laughs> but I'm seeing like UK, Scotland, Ireland. Oh, Scottish. Australia, East Coast, Midwest, West Coast, Canada, Brazil. Brazil. Germany, Barcelona. Oh, wait. I think my book is being translated into Portuguese too. So, by the way, Barcelona. I, I've been wanting to visit Barcelona. So, yeah. I've never been kind of the one place in Europe I haven't been. I want to go to Madrid and Bar Barcelona. Bulgaria. Bulgaria. I saw, I think I saw, um, where was it? Bucharest. Bucharest, Romania. Isn't Bucharest the capital of Romania? Yeah. yeah. Someone said Mars. Mars. <laughs> Should I do my Australian accent? Yeah, for the rest of the for show. the rest of the show, I'm only going to speak in Australian. Um, I have a friend of mine who, and we, when we're together, we only speak in Australian accents. We literally cannot. We can't when we're together. We only can speak in Australian. It's the most bizarre thing. And if we speak in in a, with an Amer American accent, it, I'm totally mangling right now the accent because uh, I'm confusing it with Kiwi, but. What else, Josh? Indonesia. Oh, nice. Oh, is that? 
It's uh, who's from Indonesia? Does it say? Is that Sun- I'm gonna mess up the name. Sunita? No. Okay. Enghi Fuentes. Wait, she's not Sunita. Where are you from? I forgot. Um, it's not Indonesia. It's Florida. We love the Floridians. David Martinez again. Do you like Cy Rogers Ministry? Yeah, I uh Cy Rogers is no longer with us. He's with the Lord. But uh if you guys don't know him, he was uh, a gay man and he came to Christ. And uh he was a wild speaker. He had, he's just very funny and and very wild. But yeah. Uh I when I first got saved, I watched some of his his uh stories, his uh testimonies. It's pronounced NG. I was just informed. So, what is the woman's name who's from uh, Indonesia? Oh, okay. Boston. Denise Rock is from Boston. Nice. It's freezing in Boston in the winter, though, is the problem. Some people are saying that you butchered the accent. Some people are saying that's a really bad accent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Some bu- people are very impressed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I butchered the accent. I don't, I'm, I'm doing a terrible job right now. I'm usually better at it. I just, I'm not Stage in the mode. Right. I'm not in the mode right now. I'll, I'll try to do it later. Um, okay. Anything else? Let's see if I have any announcements. To make. Just remember, guys, if you haven't given the stream a thumbs up, that'll help us get placed better in other people's YouTube uh, homepages. And the main reason for this channel is to grow the ministry. So if you guys could help us out with that, that would be awesome. If you're not subscribed already, Make sure you subscribe and turn on the bell notification so you'll see every time we post a video. And underneath this video in the uh, description is a link for the Patreon. If you want to support Beckett's ministry that way, there's a link to all of the podcast episodes of all of these videos. And there's links to a few of the most recent videos that we've done um socials that you can find and the link to beckett's book as well oh josh is like cracking the whip over there i love it um we got we've gotten pretty good with the thumbs up people i want to say thank you we're at 415 likes out of 452 people watching which that's pretty good That's pretty good you guys are awesome so thank you Catherine atwood again she says how do you invite your I'll have to be quiet because my neighbor is gay. How do you invite your gay friends to church? Oh, thank you, Knox, Tennessee. That's very kind. Uh, how do you invite your gay friends to church? Just ask them to come. That's what people did to me. They just invited me to church. Um, Because, you know, you don't have to, like, worry about so much all the different angles because you just leave it up to God. God's sovereign. The Holy Spirit's going to do his work. So just invite someone to church. And if they hear the gospel and they're transformed by it, praise God. Uh, so yeah, I, with all that, I, I just, 
I'm I'm so much. I I leave all that up to God because I know how He's sovereign over all of this. So we just do our part. We plant seeds. We invite people to church, um, and we evangelize, and God does the rest. So I think uh, just that. David Martinez, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> do you know how awesome you are thank you david that's very sweet uh james templeton thank you so much um and joshua are there any other comments if you guys want to get in a last minute question now's the time to do it now is the time susan smith thank you very much that's very kind yeah so any last questions because it's so hot right now we're gonna have to sign off <laughs> and find a swimming pool somewhere and jump in it um can you tell i'm sweating no but okay. i mean, i don't know Am I it's very it's very hot in here but it is. this has been really fun um every yeah. thursday we have a new video sometimes it's interviews sometimes it's cultural topics we have plenty of playlists on the channel for you guys to check out. And every Thursday, the, the video releases at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. Los Angeles time. So thank you guys so much for subscribing and your support. And uh, it just means a lot. And it's, uh, it's crazy because God just surprises me all the time. Because how many subscribers do we have, Josh? Like 60? There are 63.3 thousand subscribers. That's a lot of subscribers. China has like 77,000, so we got to get out. We got we to gotta beat her. No, I'm kidding. We got to get to 100K, Ooh. people. Let's get to 100K by the end of the year. Let's do that. Tell your friends. Share the um, videos. We really China's going to be really upset if we, if we uh, get past her. So thank you guys for, for watching. And next week, as I said, we will have Elisa, uh, I always get her name messed up, Elisa Childers on about her new book, which is really great. Her new book is great. And uh, so we will see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. Thank you to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find more faith-centered podcasts about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting. And he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.